Hi guys, so in this intro episode, we are going to be talking about what the Black Lives Matter movement looks like here at SUNY Oswego on campus and what it looks like in the city of Oswego in general. So over the course of the next couple episodes, I'm going to be sitting down with a fellow student of mine and we are going to be talking about what it means to be a student going through the COVID-19 pandemic and the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that went on over the course of the past summer in regards to the protests that happened. And then we're just going to be talking about the student protests that took place over the summer here on campus as soon as we go and the couple list of demands that were sent to both Mayor Bailey Barlow and President Deborah Stanley by the Student Association and some of the new programs and trainings that are going to be put into effect here on campus. And just kind of, like I said, going over what it means to be a student in this time and what the Black Lives Matter movement looks like here on campus. So stay tuned. I hope you guys enjoy the next couple episodes. I know I had a lot of fun making them. And I know I learned a lot sitting down with a fellow student and just kind of talking about the movement in general. I feel like I'm walking away with a better foothold of what it means. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome to my podcast. Um, I'm sitting here with Reagan Fachette, who's a fellow student. Do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am a senior here at SUNY Oswego, majoring in human development, and I'm excited to be here. Alrighty. So today we're going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and its correlation with SUNY Oswego, specifically the campus. Mm -hmm. And during this episode, we really want to get the perspective of students and how they feel about the movement and how they feel like it has been represented based on the school. Mm-hmm. So kind of going off the first question, as the Black Lives Matter movement grew in momentum over the course of the past year, what is one notable thing that you believe SUNY Oswego has done in showing its support? Um, SUNY Oswego did paint the mural of Black Lives Matter on the loop right outside of Sheldon Hall, which definitely showed support. Um, also, right outside of Sheldon Hall, there was a peaceful protest with um, students who were voicing their opinions, and um, the school was definitely supportive in that aspect. So it's when you um, bring up the protests, like it was peaceful and everything, but the student body did actually give a list of demands to both the mayor and the president Stanley of SUNY Oswego. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that they were right in giving a list of demands to the school, or do you believe it should have been more of a conversation that they had opposed to like, these are our demands, we want you to... yeah. To abide by them. Right. Um, I would say that, first of all, in any aspect, not even just with Black Lives Matter, I feel like in anything, it should be a conversation because I feel like coming at it from a conversational standpoint or, or asking like for a meeting or for a phone call, you would get more respect on that aspect than going to the administration being like, this is what we want, which I understand that they want to make a point, but maybe going about it in a different way would have gotten a better reaction or gotten more positive um reinforcements from that yeah so do you believe it was necessarily the school's job to vocalize its support of the BLM movement or do you believe like Mm -hmm. a a college is more of a place where it should automatically be assumed that the school supports this movement without necessarily having having to put a statement out there I don't think it's the college's job to to show their support but I feel like it's really respected and appreciated that they did show their support because they didn't have to but I feel like the way that they went about it was so respectful and positive that I like I just I don't feel like it's their job to do it but it was nice that they showed their support in such like a broad blunt way yeah so do you believe the mural 
kind of was enough or do you believe maybe they maybe they should have you know been involved in the protest the peaceful protest or maybe they should have you know held more like inclusion programs or diversity programs or like trainings or something like that or do you believe like you know the mural was like the school's way of saying you know we support this we hear you we hear your cries and you know if you need anything we're here yeah well number one i feel like the mural was that we're here for you um, we support you. But I feel like in all aspects, um, there can always be improvement. And I do feel like there could have been, you know, more um, outlets for students to become more educated or talk about what they were going through, because I'm sure that that's was a time that was definitely stressful. And, um, you know, that's going through a lot at that point in time. So I feel like there could always be more improvement on that. But I do feel like the mural, I don't want to say it was enough, but I think it was a good starting point for sure. Yeah. So I do have some statistics from the enrollment period of 2019. Mm -hmm. So for the incoming freshman year, approximately 64% of the students enrolled were Caucasian Mm -hmm. and only 12% were African-American and 3% were Asian with the 0% being Native American. Do you feel as though Oswego is diverse? Now I know this is only a small portion. It's only the incoming freshmen, but do you believe that that the school does enough to kind of say, hey, we are a diverse, a diverse school and mm-hmm. like they actually like show it? Yeah. Um, well, personally, I can only speak for what I've seen personally, but in my program, the human development program, I feel like we're very diverse and um, our professors are always so supportive and we always, I mean, personally, like I always feel like it's a level playing field for everybody. So I feel like in that aspect, we are, we are diverse. We are supported in that way. Um, I can't speak for the entire student body, but I just wish that there were more, um, there was more initiation from the student body and the students that lead these um, diversity groups. I wish there was more outreach um, from those kind of groups to get more people involved because I feel like a lot of that stuff kind of goes unnoticed and it would be nice to hear, you know, positive things as well. Yeah. So do you feel like as a student, sometimes you get like overshadowed necessarily and you don't really, you know, we have the student assembly and we have all these other organizations, but do you sometimes feel like they they necessarily aren't getting the whole entire student body population involved when they, when they, come up with an idea or when they, you know, hold these protests and stuff in, yeah. maybe they should like get the aspect of everybody. Yeah. The only thing with that is that, I mean, I could choose to be a part of those groups and I choose not to be, but I, I guess it, I feel like I shouldn't be penalized because I choose not to be in those groups. I still feel like my voice should be heard, but I feel like half of that is kind of my fault, but also like not everybody's going to have time to be in all of these groups. So I feel like it would be nice if every once in a while, the student body got, you know, an email sent out that says, hey, you know, today we're going to hold a Zoom meeting that's going to be for anybody who has anything to say about this subject. And it would be nice to have a platform to be able to talk about that, even if you're not involved in that. So I'm kind of going back to the protest. One of the demands was hanging a BLM flag outside of Sheldon Hall and an LGBTQ plus flag. Mm -hmm. Do you feel as though necessarily that like, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Do you do you believe it's something that should be done? Or do you believe that's something that necessarily is, is kind of like overstepping the bounds of what the school should be doing? Because if they hang a flag for like BLM, 
and LGBTQ should they hang a flag for, you know, some of the other like national crises or like, yeah. you know, other social programs or um, programs? I feel like that's a hard question just because I feel like Oswego shouldn't have to do anything. And we are so uh, grateful that our school is super supportive. I feel like painting the Black Lives Matter and, you know, holding seminars and becoming more educated about things. I think that's the way that they're supporting. And I don't think that it should have to be a physical way of hanging a flag. I feel like the way that we support doesn't have to be physically shown by waving a flag. But I can understand why people of those communities do want Oswego to physically show them support just because of where we are geographically as, you know, this area, not that it's not as common or supported, but it's a, it's a different area than like, say the city where it would, you would be more accepted. Yeah. So like you're saying the geographical location kind of plays a role and like, how do you feel about like Oswego in the town? Like, do you feel like, you know, the university has a good relation with the town since, you know, Oswego, SUNY Oswego is, you know, obviously a SUNY school and they try to promote, you know, social and diverse and all these other socialist, not socialist ideas, but like socialist programs. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the city of Oswego itself kind of votes red in that aspect. Do you feel like they kind of clash head and head? I feel like the town wouldn't be anything if the college wasn't here. So honestly, I feel like the town should be grateful that the college is here because if not, what would they have? Yeah. You know? So. Okay. And then like going off that, like finally, like as a last kind of go around, Mm -hmm. do you believe that there will be more protests in the spring or do you even think that there should be more protests? I don't think that there should be more protests in the spring because I feel like there's been uh, so many protests uh, worldwide and it's been such a national thing that I would hope that at that point in time that we've gotten past the protest and actually are doing something about the issues. Um, I feel like protesting can only do so much. And with the silent protests that did happen on campus, I feel like that should have been um, a step in the direction of creating programs and um, getting people more educated and um, working on, you know, programs, like I said, programs and diversity and reaching out to the student body. I feel like this is a good time where people could become more educated. And I feel like protests hopefully aren't even needed at that point. So do you believe that there should be changes to the curriculum, like the current curriculum, and maybe like when incoming freshmen come in, they could partake in some of these these diversity and inclusion trainings, and not necessarily like adding it to the class, but like, you know, just like kind of adding it, or like even adding it to every class as like a freshman? Um, I don't know about every class, but if they if they added it to like freshman seminar or, you know, one of those required one credit courses, if they touch on it, I think that'd be great because I feel like personally, when I came in as a freshman um, at a different school, I wish that I would have had that cultural um, ethnicity um, education that I didn't get from the beginning. And I feel like it would have helped my college experience. It would have, it would have helped me throughout it. All righty. Well, I want to thank you for like talking with me and doing this interview. Of course. I appreciate it. So thank you. This is Reagan Fischette once again. Thank you. Bye. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode two of my podcast. So I'm here with Reagan Fischette again. Hello. So today I kind of wanted to transition it to a different style. I wanted to talk about where we're from and 
kind of relate that back to the BLM movement that's currently, you know, going on across our nation and especially how it is going on here locally in Oswego and SUNY Oswego's part that it plays Mm -hmm. since we are students there. Um, So where did you, like, where are you from? Where'd you go to school? Um, So I went to school in a small town called North Rose Wolcott and I graduated with about 80 kids. So I didn't really grow up in a diverse area, that's for sure. Yeah, I feel the same way. So I grew up in upstate New York in a really small town on the Canadian border stuffed between the Mohawk Reservation and the border. So Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't have a lot of diversity either. I had diversity in a different sense that it was, you know, I got exposed to the Native American aspect. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that definitely plays a role in how I am today. For sure. So when you transitioned over to SUNY Oswego, do you feel as though you kind of were in a culture shock? For sure, yeah. I um, just hadn't really been as prepared as I feel like I could have been for the diversity, you know? I feel like the my high school could have done a better job at preparing us better for the transition. So do you feel as though it was kind of the school's responsibility to maybe have more diverse, like more diversity and inclusion programs like offered to students so we can educate ourselves if we come from these various parts? Yeah. Are you talking about Oswego? Or? Yeah. Like, okay. like the actual campus itself. Like, do you believe like they should offer these classes? You know, so if we do know and we notice that we come from these rural areas mm-hmm. where diversity necessarily isn't, it, it isn't just isn't there. So do you feel like the school should offer these classes? So maybe if we wanted to take them, we could. Yeah, 100%. I feel like it should definitely be an option because, you know, we should always be encouraged to educate ourselves as much as possible, especially about, you know, cultural cultures and diversity for sure. So let's kind of like fast forward to the BLM movement Mm -hmm. and kind of what's going on today, especially with how it's, you know, being portrayed and carried out at our school. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, in our last episode, we talked about the protest that went on over the summer, the um, peaceful protest, and then, you know, the hanging of the BLM flag and, you know, the painting of the mural. So do you feel as though, since we do come from such a rural area, mm-hmm. both of us, even though there's separate parts of New York, and you know what, you, I have the experience of Native Americans, you have the experience of the cultures that were in your town. Mm-hmm. But do you feel as though we are kind of at a disadvantage of, you know, kind of understanding the BLM movement as much as somebody, let's say, from like New York City? Yeah, I definitely feel like we're at a disadvantage from the beginning. But I feel like um, it depends on the person. Like, personally, I am someone who would like to be educated and who would like to close that diversal gap. Um, I would like to, you know, learn as much new information about it as possible so I so I don't sound ignorant. So I feel like it's all about, it's not really, we can't really blame it on where we came from. It's really about, like, what we're going to do with what we have now. Yeah, definitely. So, but do you think, though, since we do come from these areas and, you know, we, we chose to go to SUNY Oswego. And, mm-hmm. you know, SUNY Oswego is a diverse school. They have a diverse population. Do you feel as though even before the BLM movement, you know, blew up this summer, do you feel as though they should be offering more inclusion programs and more diversity programs? So, you know, when the BLM movement did flourish, we could, we could have stepped back and we could have said, you know what? I understand. I, and you know, I want, cause like I support and I know you support mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's different though when we didn't grow up necessarily living 
it, yeah. like living with it around us and like witnessing it. Right. So do you feel as though it's kind of the school's responsibility to really push it? Um, I don't know if it's their responsibility to push it, but it's definitely their responsibility to offer it. You know, even if it's not um, like mandatory, but definitely having that as an option, I feel like is should be their job. You know, maybe not pushing it, pushing it and pushing it, but definitely having it as an option for people who do want to become more educated. Yeah, because I know like... Like I said before, I know we're only two students and mm-hmm. you know what, we we only make up not even 0.1% of the fraction of students that go to the school. Right. But I just feel like I don't want to sound ignorant when I, you know, when I vocalize my support and I don't want right. to necessarily like say something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I know it falls back on us a lot, but I just feel like, I feel like maybe this is a point now where we're at where, you know, it's been said, the protest has been on, and I don't know if you can, like, agree with me or maybe, like, vocalize your opinion on this, but I feel like now the ball is in the administration's court. Yeah, for sure. I feel like there's only so much that someone can do and say before change has to be made, and I feel like the students at Oswego and, you know, painting the Black Lives Matter and showing support, I feel like that's all anybody can do at this point, and administration needs to realize that people are you know, pushing for this thing, let's make it a positive thing. So for future students, you know, we can only do what we can do where we have one semester left after this, but, you know, bring about change in a positive way. So when people think about SUNY Oswego, they could really say, you know what, that school is at the forefront Mm -hmm. of making change. They heard their students' outcries. They really witnessed what was going on in the nation and they took this opportunity to reflect and make it better. Yeah, and that's where it's the job of the students and the people who are peacefully protesting and the people that do want to speak up. It's their job to bring these issues to the administration in a respectful way so that change can happen. Um, doing it in a negative way or, you know, violence or anything like that, it's not going to get anybody anywhere. You know, making the best out of the situation and having your voice heard and doing something about it is the best thing that we can all do. Yeah, I mean, you've said it, you've said it probably the best way that I've heard it before mm-hmm. in that it's a conversation, exactly. you know, it's a conversation that we all need to have. And, and we have to go into that conversation with an open mind for yeah. sure. So, you know, like I said it before, we only make up a small percent, but mm-hmm. I I feel like it really depends on where each student comes from. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know what? The BLM movement is here and it is here to stay. And I feel like this is the time now that we really just need to reflect on it. And, for sure. And hopefully make it better for incoming students. For sure. Definitely. Alrighty, well, thank you, Reagan. Thank Thanks you. for telling us a little bit about yourself. No problem.